0: Everybody, welcome to the B podcast. Your co-host James, with Jake, episode one sixty-seven. Happy Wednesday, Jake. How is it going?
1: It is going unbelievably, unbelievably well. It's football. Football is back tomorrow. I'm so excited. I can hardly speak, and I am ready for some football. Uh, Football. I'm.
0: I'm. I'm. I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm so excited. Football season's here. Tomorrow, 5-20, get the kickoff at the Bills versus the Rams. Fuck the Rams. I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you get the gist of it of, like, you know, doing fantasy, right? You, you A couple weeks later, you know, you get football, and, and it's here. You just, it's just been a waiting game now, but it's upon us. It's here. It's September. It's football time. The time where the leaves change colors almost, and it's, it's, it's time. It's here. It's, it's football season. You know, it's, like, the only – Really, only big sport happening right now, football. It's by itself for a little bit until basketball comes. I mean, we have baseball going on right now, um, but I mean, really waiting till October until you know to watch some playoff baseball. But man, smell that
1: baseball? What is that? Smell that? Oh, I smell something. It
0: smells like football. Fucking love it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, start. We're going to talk about the Niners. Let's get straight into it. Uh, week one, 49ers versus the Bears. Us two against our boy Nick Gilfillan, <laughs> the Gilf. We're going to see how it goes. Well, let's talk about some storylines leading up to the game. Uh, and the biggest one, I don't know if you heard it. I feel like it's like the biggest thing, in my opinion, Jake, is a lot of talk about how the Niners are going to regret not taking Justin Fields leading up to this game. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of talk about that. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, mean, I know uh, Darnell Moody had some thoughts on it, uh, saying that again, that the Niners are going to regret not taking Justin Fields. But um, in your opinion, is this is this something the liners should just take lightly, or you know, should have a hard time seeing how it, uh, it goes come Sunday?
1: Well, so let's see. Let's look at Justin Fields' stats last year. All right, so he had seven touchdowns and ten interceptions, seventy three point two passer rating. Okay, that's terrible. Let's look at Trey Lance's. 500. Uh, 500. Five touchdowns, two interceptions, 97.3 rating, and he played about two games. So he had half the touchdown pass. I mean, he had more than half the touchdown passes in Justin Fields and, uh, like, eight interceptions less. Now, if you do my famous, what happens if you uh, – Even this out to 17 games. Well, if you do that, this is starts only. 34 touchdowns. 17 interceptions by Trey Lance. That's a lot, not going to lie. Way too much. Way too much. (laughs) Yeah, way, 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 way. Too many interceptions. But, 34 touchdowns. That's pretty good. I would think. Um, in his two starts, um, he was two and two, touchdown interception ratio against the Seahawks. He had two touchdowns again uh, in that game. Then he had that one touchdown week one with the against the Lions, against the Lions. to Trent right. Shurfield. Right. So thirty-four touchdowns, seventeen interceptions. As I said, Justin Fields on the other hand. That is one. T- uh, let's see how many games he played. I think he played. I know he played a. He played a lot to end the season, but I don't know how many he, he played again. begin. Let's see. So he started in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. Next. Yep. Seven. Seven touchdowns in ten games. Ten divided by seven. 17. That's twenty four touchdowns. And uh, wait. That's twenty four interceptions to seventeen touchdowns. Yikes. So not a good rookie season for Justin Fields. You can say the coaching staff was bad, which it was. You can say that the skill position guys weren't the greatest, which it's hard to hard to you know, argue with. Although they did have Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, who are pretty good. Uh, I mean, and Darnell good. had a
0: thousand yards uh, receiving, so I yeah. mean he did pretty well. I mean, then you have Montgomery. I mean, who had a lot stronger to end this season? Mm-hmm. He did still end up having almost 900 yards rushing. a um, workhorse back that they like uh, out there. He did miss a few games, and Khalil Herbert was there as well. But who who is a good backup? Uh, but yeah, I mean, coaching change there, GM change there. Uh, is it indeed all Matt Nagy's fault that Justin Fields hasn't played? Didn't play that great last year. We'll see. Uh, Fields gets a full off season just like Trey Lance uh, to be their guy. But uh, I really don't care what people think. If The Niners should have taken Justin Fields. I, I, I could care less, to be honest. No. I think the Niners care. don't give a shit either. Um, they got their guy in Trey Lance, and that's the guy. And uh, come Sunday, I mean, they'll put it to rest, right? Would you agree?
1: Also, it kind of was put to rest last year, which I guess didn't happen. But the Niners, I mean, Justin Fields did play pretty well against the Niners last year, uh, nineteen right. for 27, 175 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But he had ten rushes for one hundred three yards and one touchdown. Um, so yeah, he wasn't that was great a big passing on
0: defense last year, specifically against the run running quarterbacks and what Justin Fields is, right?
1: Yeah. But I think the Niners played pretty well overall against running quarterbacks after that game. Um, but yeah, I mean that wasn't a great day. But passing wise, only six point five yards per attempt, which is pretty terrible. The um, average six point nine, nice yards per attempt last year, which I think nice. the average you want is like eight or something. Um, I think like I, th- I think that's what it is. I know. I don't know who led the league last year in that, but I know it was like, I don't know what it was. But um, on the other hand, Trey Lance averaged 8.5 yards per completion. So that was above average. Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, But, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's too early to – because last year, you remember Jared Goff, his rookie year, he was pretty horrific. And the next year he had, I think, 27 touchdowns, like six interceptions or something like that. So it depends on the scheme you have, the coaches you have. But it wasn't like – he didn't have any skill position guys last year or offensive coach. Uh, they still don't really have any skill position guys this year, and they have a defensive head coach and their g and their offensive corner. I think is from the Packers too. Um, so we'll see what happens with that, but yeah, yeah, a lot really it doesn't really matter because last year the Niners beat them, and I guess right. now this game counts more because against Trey Lance, but
0: right, but you, right, right, yeah. it count? right. Um, but yeah, no. I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, come I mean, that's, I think, in our, my opinion, uh, one of the bigger storylines heading into the game. But, yeah, let's talk about uh, a guy uh, we talked all offseason about who we really didn't want to talk about for the most part. And that is uh, Jimmy G uh, coming back with a reconstructed one-year deal to be the main backup to Trey Lance. Hmm. We wanted him gone, right, Jake? Would yep. you agree that we did indeed talk about how we wanted him to be on? probably
1: me more than you I want him gone
0: but he ends up staying and is the best backup in the league
1: yep yeah, pretty easily
0: um I think you were talking uh when, that, when it happened I think me and, uh, you were te- we were texting um I think you broke down, the, broke down the numbers I don't know if you still have that in your mind but I think we saved about 18 million 18 million dollars or Something like
1: that. So it was supposed to be twenty-one. This 20, was account twenty-seven million against the cap uh, before the restructure. It's six point five million, but with incentives, it could be up to sixteen, which I don't think counts to the salary cap yet. So that's about—if it doesn't—that's about nineteen and a half million dollars of savings. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It allows them to yeah. also. Let's say let's say like this a sweet player becomes available trade wise. Let's say for example, they need a pass rusher because someone gets injured. And the Bears are looking to trade Robert Quinn, who was all pro last year, had like fifteen sacks. Um
0: eighteen and a half sacks. I eight, think he has the record for the Bears. Eighteen and a half season, sacks. Yeah.
1: You can use that money you have saved to go after him and be able to add a pass rusher to Nick Bosa only if someone gets injured. You can do stuff like that. Or like a let's say like an offensive guard becomes available. Not like Quentin Nelson because that's not going to happen. But remember, a couple years ago when the um, I think it was either I think the um, either the Bucks traded Shaq Mason to the to the Patriots or the Patriots traded the Bucks Shaq Mason or something like that, where a guy like that comes comes available if you need it, that can help out or like a corner or something like that it. as well.
0: Hey, anything. I mean, you have a lot to play with here. Um, but yeah one thing to note i did indeed see this um i wasn't ascended to you but did you know that jimmy grapple was a 13th highest on target percentage uh quarterback accuracy in 2021 did you know that uh
1: what do you mean on like completion percentage or like what? quarterback
0: accuracy like um short medium deep if he was moving if he was planted in the red zone I can coverage and zone coverage. Overall, Jimmy G was thirteenth.
1: Hmm. Do you know who was first? Uh Patrick Mahomes? Joe Burrow. Hm. I do know Patrick how about this first stat about Patrick Mahomes? Um, I think around only eight percent of his throws last year were considered tight window throws. Meaning, do you have a guess what that means?
0: Uh, how close the defender was to the receiver?
1: That would be correct. He had eight percent of that, meaning ninety-two percent of his passes were wide open. Guys, basically, the pe- <laughs> which goes to show that scheme wise,
0: scheme you is guys a huge open. thing.
1: Yeah, you can get guys open. That's why Trey Lance. All Trey Lance has to do is complete the passes that Jimmy sometimes failed to complete last year, like the deep pass to Brandon Ayuk in the divisional playoff game when he's by himself. He Use check against the Titans. I was going to
0: say, do you know what Jimmy's deep ball percentage is?
1: He was probably – I think he he probably finished first.
0: 41%. Which is? It ranks 33rd
1: Oh, amongst quarterbacks. Oh, never mind. He didn't finish first. I know a couple years ago he had like the highest completion percentage for downfield throws, but that's because I just did it like once a game. (laughs) It wasn't that big of a – accomplishment
0: but yeah i mean that's just i mean again it's scheme wise right there's gonna be a lot of play action i mean we saw in the preseason you know just uh bootleg here bootleg there um nice tight window and then when it's there it's schemed up the deep ball comes in you know we saw Lance do a good job to danny gray uh obviously nate's not here with uh the niners anymore but we saw uh, raymond mcleod get open uh for a deep ball so i mean the speed is there that we have uh, but with a guy who actually can throw the deep ball down the field, not with like Jimmy G can. Uh, but again, scheme is there, and I do like you said. I, I like how you said. I mean, if you scheme it the right way, guys will get open, uh, which you know Kyle Shanahan knows how to do, right? Uh, but yeah, that's Jimmy G news. I mean, I mean this alludes to it. It's just Trey Lance's time, right? I mean, it's here. I nice. would talk about him earlier. Uh, two starts, one and one, um, winning that game in Houston. Uh, which is kind of big for us to, you know, have that playoff push uh, to make it into the playoffs as a wild-card team. Uh, but, you know, I'm really excited to come Sunday of what we can see in Trey Lance. I mean, obviously, we saw, you know, the big arm in preseason. that got us really excited. But, yeah, it just changed the whole dynamic of us being able to throw the ball, uh, a, running, uh, a legitimate running quarterback in Trey Lance.
1: Um, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, aside from that, Jake, uh,
1: what else are you excited about Trey Lance if I haven't already said it? I'm excited for Trey Lance. I I, I I have a rant I need to go on right now about Trey Lance and about how Twitter and Niners Twitter is just awful, the, the worst of how it is. Uh, they want him to fail uh, because... So bad. And I know the reason why. Uh, we don't like to talk about race a lot, but in this case, it's because we know why that is. Everyone thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is like the greatest player ever on, on some aspects of Twitter, on Niners Twitter. Um, and we know why people don't like Trey Lance. That's easy to see. It happened with Kaepernick. It happened with Blaine Gabbert the same way, um, where one was totally the better option, uh, but everyone had their falsified opinions on why one is starting over the other when Kaepernick was injured and not healthy and was not beaten out by Blaine Gabbert. Because of health-wise. Now, on Twitter, there's a faction. It's the Trey Lance people and the Jimmy Garoppolo people. Then, well, there's three, actually. Garoppolo, Trey Lance, then there's whatever the team does I'm good for. That's me. I'm whatever the team does. That's the best decision they want to make? Fine, that's what they want to make. But, that's about five people on Twitter. I think you're one of those. I'll add you to that. But the narrative is that Trey Lance is going to fail. That according to Peter King, why he thinks by week eight the Niners are going to switch back to Jimmy Garoppolo. Why does he think that? I don't know why. Because last year when Garoppolo was terrible, you know how many people decided, how many people in the media decided to say, know the Niners should give the ball or should have Trey Lance start. Who? Zero. <laughs> Zero of them have done it. Now, Trey Lance, who's not played a game, who's not started a game yet, saying he's not ready, he's not ready, he's going to fail, he's going to fail. Then they say, well, you can't say that he's not going to fail. Well, how can you say he's going to fail, then? Should it be the same both sides of the street, that you can't say he's going to fail and you can't say he's going to succeed? You have to say wait and see. Don't you think that would be more, you know, smart and more you know, realistic to do?
0: Yeah, I just don't get it. I mean, people on Twitter, I mean, especially, I mean, I, 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 how much of a sort racing it is, I mean, you can say that and you can allude to that, but I don't want to get too political about that. But we, we, we do see it, right? I mean, it sucks that people are just so unbiased. Uh, they want him to fail. Why does the Niners pick him? Um, they're always going to have Mac all these Jones. things to say. Should have
1: picked Mac Jones. Why didn't
0: we get Mac Jones? Again, it's been over. Then. I mean, what you saw out of Mac Jones last year is is, is what you're going to get. That's, that's, that's the ceiling.
1: <laughs> yes. He's like, going to yeah.
0: like, Trey Lance with an even higher ceiling than that, and people get pissed off at that he was the pick. It's ridiculous. Um, but, hey, the football will speak for itself. And we'll see come Sunday in this whole entire season how it will be. And even if Trey Lance know, has a great game, there is going to be someone on Twitter to be like,
1: It's the Bears. why didn't he
0: throw it here? Why didn't he throw it there? Yeah. What is he doing? Look at his footwork. Um, but hey, yeah. if the like, ball gets there and it's a touchdown, I could fucking care less.
1: Yeah. Like, for example... If he plays well, they're gonna say it's the Bears. If he doesn't play well, they say, "Well, see, Garoppolo, Garoppolo." Now, part of that is on the Niners we're keeping Garoppolo, but a lot of what I'm seeing on Twitter has nothing to do about his play; It's about the what ifs. And I, what I'm saying is, why don't we just wait to see what happens instead of having these proclamations beforehand? But I know that's right. that's I'm I'm one of the few like rational people on Twitter. Where I'm able Are to do you? that, uh, where I'm like, no, let's just wait and see. Only time I'm not rational is with the Giants sometimes. And the Oaklanders.
0: With baseball, you're so with rational. Baseball,
1: yeah. With football, I'm more like, let's see what happens. Because you know why? Because I don't know that much about football. I know enough, but I don't know everything. You don't know everything. You know enough. You don't know everything. Exactly. People on Twitter think they know everything. They know what, how Trey Lance is going to play, what, what Justin Fields is going to become. What Mac Jones is. Why Trevor Lawrence is better. Why Zach Wilson is this. Zach Wilson is that. You know who had the best rookie season last year? Quarterback-wise? Quarterback-wise? Yes. Who? David Mills. Davis Mills. You know where that goes to show? That nobody knows what they're talking about. Because you know how many people <laughs> said Davis Mills going to be the best rookie quarterback last year? Zero. Uh, zero. No, one. no zero. one did. So they don't no know one. anything. So what I'm saying is on Twitter is to shut up, wait to see how the games play, then you can make your decisions. But doing it now before any games are played, it's, sh- I'm not sure this is the right word for it, but it's short-sighted, it's ridiculous, you look like a moron, figure it out.
0: Moving on. Um, George Kittle, how out of practice today due to a groin injury? Uh, it's down the middle of the week. It is still Wednesday. We don't play until Sunday. Is this concerning to you,
1: Jake? Uh, it's not good, but it is week one. You'd rather have these injuries now than later in the season. And plus they have, you know, Ross Dwelly is a good tight end. Tyler Croft is pretty good as well. Um, they have some guys on the practice squad they can bring up too. Um I think also Kyle
0: Buschek can line up there as well, not specifically on the line, but as a wing, you
1: know. And I think in a pinch you could put Juwan Jennings there because he's big enough. um, Which I think actually, I think we might see Juwan Jennings a lot at tight end this year. Uh, You know, not like blocking wise, but like, and passing downs. If you know what I mean. You know how like the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey in the slot, right? I can see the Niners doing that because they don't have like the dynamic. Second tight end Dwelly is a good blocker. He's good. He can make t- catches, touchdowns. He had two touchdowns a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, he had a two touchdown game, which was incredible. Yeah. I love that game.
1: Yeah, he's he's good, but he's not like Jordan Reed when they had Jordan Reed, who I kind of had an issue with, if you remember. But yeah, I, I really
0: wish he came to fruition and was that guy, but I guess the injuries was just yeah. not great that year.
1: But I think Juwan Jennings, because Kyle Shannon's smart. He had Trent Williams line up in the backfield on two important plays last year. One worked, one didn't. But I think, I think Juwan Jennings can get some time at tight end because he's 6'3", like 225, 230. He's not the fastest, but he's strong, good route runner. So he can have some, you know, take advantage in the slot against like linebacker stuff like that. You can have Danny Gray as well. Uh, so right now it's not too bad, but if George Kittle misses a lot of time, then it'll be an issue. But right now, uh, we're not sure if he's going to play or not, but it's not... It's worrying, but it's not... Like, uh-oh, this season might be over yet.
0: Yeah, it's, def- it's definitely not like that. It's definitely uh, the first one where, I mean, it, it it definitely takes a toll on the offense, right? It's um, There's, you know, kills the best blocking tight end in the league. It, 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 there, there's no question. It might be, he, he is indeed the best tight end in the league, but also the best blocking tight end in the league. And... Without him in the run game, it might be a little rocky to start, right? I get, but there are other people who can step up. Uh, there's other people who can catch the ball. Um, but it's not like uh, – if he's not – he affects the game a lot, right? Um, I think it will be someone – a slower start if he's not out there to play, um, which would suck. But I think the 90s can be, can't figure it out without him um, as the game – Progresses going forward in, in week one. Um, but yeah, um, other news, captains have been named or have been voted in. Um, 49ers, there have been six captains this year. Trent Williams being one, George, be, George Kittle being another, uh, Nick Bosa, Jimmy Ward being uh, named as well, uh, Fred Warner and Eric Armstead are your six captains for the season and I love it I think it's a great list of people who who, who are indeed have proven um, to be captains I love it
1: yeah um,
0: and we go on Twitter like an hour ago
1: yeah
0: and people are already bitching about it
1: yeah why does it that? that is they not believing them it's like get a life um, <laughs> do you see the people in front of them let's let's go about this. All pro, all pro, all pro, pro, bowler, all pro, pro bowler type player. Trey Lance has played two, started two games. This isn't the Jacksonville Jaguars where they suck, have no one worth mentioning, and they have to have Justin or, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence as a captain. They have to be a
0: captain. This isn't I mean, they, Zach Wilson who has to.
1: nothing. This isn't Justin Fields who has nothing. This is a guy who's played two games. It's not that big of a deal. Go touch grass.
0: I do understand that people would want the quarterback um, to be a captain. I understand that. But I wholeheartedly agree that look at the other six guys that are ahead of him, and that list is fucking incredible.
1: Yeah, as you said, there's no For bozos on this list.
0: Right. There's no, there. These are all guys who have been on this team who have proven to be leaders and if I saw I mean, Trey Lance being the seventh overall guy to get votes, I mean, hey, that's great. But, again, I don't feel bad about it. I mean, people are just, again, aren't in over their
1: head. No. Plus, if someone gets injured, guess what? He's a. If Kittle's not there, guess who's going be the next captain, Trey Lance? So, like, what? <laughs> like, what are and, we doing? And if they
0: want to award him during, uh, during the season, that's great. But, I mean, again, great list. I love it for all these guys to be the captains. I mean, they show um, what it is to be a 49er, uh, how, it is to, uh, how the culture is there, and everything like that. Uh, but, yeah, keys to the game. Uh, Jake, I love this blank um, for you, and I love it. Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about uh, the first uh, couple of them.
1: Well, the biggest key of the game, obviously, is to score more points. So that would be important to do, obviously. But obviously. also, we talked about this last year. Win the turnover battle. If you do that, you have a great chance of winning. That's what they did a lot of last year on the on their way to the championship game. So do that, and you have a good shot of winning. Uh, then another one is sixty percent to forty percent. Do you have any idea? Do you have an idea what that could mean, James?
0: Uh, time of possession.
1: Good guess, but no. It is rush running percentage passing percentage. 60% runs, 40% passes. That's what I think the Niners are going to do to start Trey Lance off. Use their good running game with their multi- multitude of running backs. Do that. Not have pressure on him to go out there and win the game by his arm, his first start. You also have him to run the ball to. 60% 40%. That's, cool. That's key to the game. Number 2 for me. Number 3... No special teams miscues. Um, they're going against their former special teams coordinator Richard Hightower with Brian Schneider, who's their new guy leading that charge. So no special teams miscues there. We also saw in the preseason that Mitch Wisnowski um, has improved greatly, which I think. Absolutely. I think the reason why we thought, oh, he's not that great, that was what that was their special teams like. That's what Hightower, one of the special teams, to do, like be conservative, right? Like have short but, punts, so you have them, so you can't have the guys run the ball back, kick the right. ball short, kick the ball out of bounds on kickoffs,
0: pooch kick or something, pooch right. kicks.
1: Now Brian Schneider's like, no, go all out. I, I believe in the special teams we have. They did a lot yeah. of things in the off season to go about that. George right. Odom, Oren Burks, Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, they also have that receiver um, who's on the practice squad. Um, Malik Turner. Malik Turner, who's really good at special teams, who they could bring up because George Kittle might miss the game. Um, so you could do that. I think we're going to see a big improvement from which Mitch Wisnowski, and we saw that in the preseason where he had some great punts against the Texans. Uh, had a ball that should have been down at the one that got in the end zone against them as well. So I look for nine special teams to be much better this year. Uh, and yeah but then the fourth one is of course limit penalties the Niners were I believe the most penalized team in the preseason um, in the preseason which I believe over 10 penalties per game that's way too much can't have right that happen in the regular season um, it's gonna
0: lose your games
1: yep yeah, it's gonna lose your games yep
0: but yeah I agree on all of these yeah they're great um, huge uh, things that if you want to win the game you gotta, you gotta win those right winning the turnover battle um, I do like uh, the 60-40 Jake for sure, and yeah, special team uh, miscues can't have any. Um, again, I preached this. I think, yeah, in the last uh, three, four years, and that hey, special teams might be boring, but uh, it's one third of the game, and it's very important. I uh, look how we won against Green Bay last year, right? Uh, special teams can give you points, and they can, you know, field position battles is very important. Special, especially on punt, uh, punt return, right? Uh, kickoff, pickup, return—these are all very important aspects of the game. And hey, if you win it that, if you win it that way, you win it that way. Uh, limit penalties, yeah, 100% agree. I mean, if you're not gonna have any penalties in the game, it's gonna be, to look a lot, it's gonna look great. Uh, not only in a win, but I mean, if it's a loss, everyone's gonna look and turn back to all the penalties that could've been uh, prevented, right? Holding, uh, defensive pass interference, offside calls, uh, hold your water. Uh, do your thing, obviously uh, block within the the chest plate. I mean, that's all legal. Just don't have your hands on the outside and do your thing. Uh, But, yeah, really excited about uh, that great list, Jake. Um, But, yeah, let's talk about the 53-man roster. Um, I mean, some guys um, being cut late last Tuesday uh, finally got it down to 53. Uh, 16-man practice squad is uh, fully filled up as of today uh per david lombardi uh, but yeah obviously i mean we can just go over the starting lineup and stuff like that on offense and defense jake um with training being the starting quarterback elijah mitchell being the uh, running back one kyle used being the fullback um Brandon Ayuk being the x receiver uh meaning the guy who lines up on the line as the receiver, and then Dibaseno being the Z receiver and a number two receiver, the guy who lines up off the ball and there's a lot more motions, and then you have our slot receiver, uh, which we talked about earlier in Jawan Jennings, um, George Kittle being our tight end, Charlie Warner being the second tight end, uh, left tackle in Trent Williams, Aaron Banks being the left guard, Jake Brendel getting the start at center, Spencer Burford, who had some of, somewhat of a rough preseason but did indeed shine and some guys backed him up like Trent Williams to be one of the guys that we got to steal in the draft in Spencer Burford and then Mike McClinchy at the right tackle spot. Um, key backups, uh, Denny Gray. Denny Gray, um, you know, their backup, pretty important. Uh like Jeff Wilson Jr. and Terry and David Price and Jordan Mason, all guys who I think will get carries um throughout the season for sure. And let me see a defensive side, starting wise, I've obviously uh, uh Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kimlet and Samson and Bukam, uh linebacker core, the best in the league, to be specific. Fred Warner, Drake Greenlock, and Aziz Al Shaheer. Um the addition of Treverius Warden, secondary, Emmanuel Mosley being uh the other cornerback, Sam Well Lomac. Uh, being the nickel. Uh, Talona Hufonga and George Odom to start the season at free safety. After safety. Um, Jimmy Ward um, dealing with an injury as of right now. So uh, Greg Odom um, being the starter for free safety. Key backup, Drake Jackson out of defensive end position. Um, Hassan Ridgeway, keep an eye out for him. Uh, I think she'll have a good season um, being behind Javon Kinloff and then Oren Burks also. I mean, again, we talked about him in special teams, but also the backup to Drake Greenlaw. But, yeah, obviously, he started some special teams, too, where Pepper, the best long ever in the league, yep. Robert Goldberg, and Mitch Wishnowski, a.k.a. the Aussie. But, yeah, back um, kind to of squad, guys. Uh, the GOAT, Dante Johnson on there. I mean, the guy is just the GOAT. I mean, he's just... Yep was one of the most hated guys on the team. And it has just become one of the most legendary players ever the 49ers have ever had. I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. He's, I just love Dante Johnson.
1: And he he's shut down probably. Devontae Adams.
0: Yeah, no, he's... Might be like a little goat, you know? Uh, uh, Alex Barrett on the D-line. Um, Taj Gibson Sr., uh, who's in the Pettis squad as of right now. Um, Jason Poe on the offensive uh, offensive line. I'm happy mm-hmm. that we were able to retain him on the practice squad. Malik um, Turner, who we talked about. Um, but yeah, uh, Jake, anything. You, uh, I mean, and we also have the PEP list right now, having I mean the biggest name aside from Junior Ward, is Jason Perret, a guy that's uh, still on the PEP list. So hopefully, uh, throughout the season, we'll be able to activate those guys and see you. Uh, where things go but yeah Jake anything to talk about about the roster
1: one guy looked to have a big season Uh, he started off or started off the season slow last year but by the last eight games of the season um, counting the playoffs he really picked it up That's Samson Ebukom um, which I think last eight games he had five and a half sacks Uh, in the playoffs he had three sacks had four sacks in five games to end the season. Then, so seven out of his last eight sacks. Seven out of his last eight games, he had sacks in each game. So that's pretty good. And he's in the second playoff, year. Like said, yeah. And he's looking to be better than what, what he was because he was he was really good this end of the year. Uh, and he adds another guy to that pass rush and Drake Jackson as well, who I'm expecting to have a big season too. Um, if you get if you get a combined 15 sacks from those two players, you're pretty good along with Nick Bosa and other guys you have as well. So they should be pretty good in that area.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, uh, let's move on. Talk about some uh, 49er season predictions. We don't have to get too into much detail. Uh, but uh, who do you have for a team, uh, team MVP, Jake?
1: So for me, I have it as Nick Bosa. Um, Nick Bosa, because he he's the best. He's I think he's the best player on the team. Um, he's one of the best. He's a top-three pass rusher in the league, one of the best defensive players in the league. And I think he's going to have a huge season where he might hit 20 sacks this season. So I'm excited to see that.
0: Absolutely. yeah. i picked Trent Williams, uh, best offensive tackle in the NFL. Uh, I think he becomes his team MVP. Uh, offensive MVP, we both went receiver here. Uh, I went Devo Samuel. I think uh, he won't exactly replicate what he did last season. But I think he has a pretty similar season and still uh, the heart of this offense. Uh, Jake, who do you have?
1: For me, I have the MVP as Brandon Ayuk. I think he's going to have a monster, monster season where I think he could have over 1,000 yards, up to 10 touchdowns, and have a good chance of making the Pro Bowl this year. So he is my uh, MVP of the offense.
0: You know, I really like and Brandon Ayuk this year as well. Uh, him and Trey Lance have uh, created a repertoire of possibly uh, being Trey Lance's go-to guy in the offense, especially in the passing game. Uh, so we'll see how that goes this upcoming season. Uh, defensive MVP, I'm going to go ahead and go with one of the captains here uh, in Fred Warner. Uh, again, the hardest hold of defense. Uh, making the calls at middle linebacker. Uh, I think he uh, has a great season this year. I think he gets back to a caliber he did two seasons ago where he was an All-Pro finally, and I think he becomes an All-Pro again this year. What about you, Jake?
1: Defensive MVP, um, as I said, should I make a different one than Nick Bosa? Because I think that's my that's my answer for this, is defensive MVP is Nick Bosa. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have just a, a monstrous season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not win two awards, right? Yep. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, and then uh, lastly, I mean, we got to uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, we're both going defensive, uh, defensive-wise defensive here, and I like that a lot. Uh, a lot of young guys here on the defensive side, especially in the, in the secondary, and I'm going to go um, Sam Womack here. Had a great preseason. Uh, had a two-interception game in the first preseason game, and had, you know, back that talk up with a great uh, ending against the Texans and a great defensive um Pass break in the end to create an interception. I think that just leads up into the season. Him having a great season uh, and the nickel slot and the nickel and the nickel <clears throat> playing the slot uh, slot position. Uh, but yeah, really happy and uh, looking forward to him uh, this uh, rookie year and him winning uh, rookie of the year defensively for the team. Uh, what about you, Jake?
1: Rookie of the year. I have Drake Jackson. Um, funny enough, I wrote an article on Sam Womack and Drake Jackson this uh, preseason. And Womack's a starter at nickel cornerback, so that's pretty good. And Drake Jackson showed his flashes of what he can be. So I think with Rookie of the Year is Drake Jackson. I think he's going to have about eight and a half sacks, and he has an outside chance of winning Rookie of the Year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great article. Go ahead and uh, go to Jake's uh, Twitter and Instagram and our our, uh, uh, Twitter as well. And click that link and read those articles. Some great uh, writing coming from Jake this year. I can't wait to read all the articles. Jake something that we've been doing the past couple years get it started for us.
1: Smell that. Smell that? Ruff, 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 ruff. Football, baby. It's fucking back. Pick them. We've done this every year. We are back and better than ever for this year. Thursday night kicks off the season tomorrow. Bills. Rams. Who do you have winning this game?
0: Bills Mafia, baby.
1: Bills Mafia. Good pick. Me too. Josh Allen's going to kill those Rams who suck. Moving on. This game near and dear to our hearts. Niners. Versus the Bears. Who do you have?
0: I'm taking the
1: Niners. Uh, I'm using that as well. Niners win this game easily. Bears suck. Music almost cut out, but there it is again. And then it just cut out, but now it's back. Moving on Sunday night football. First Sunday night of the new year. New commentary team, if you didn't know. New commentary team. Niners. Not the Niners. Well, yeah, the Niners beat this team in the playoffs last year. Bucks versus Cowboys. James, who'll get one in this game?
0: taking the bucks Can't not take Tom Brady
1: here. Good choice there. The new age Broncos with Russell Wilson at the helm. New head coach Nathaniel Hackett play the Seattle Seahawks in a matchup of the best quarterback in their franchise history coming back to play the team he spent all those times with won that Super Bowl with Broncos, Seattle. Who do you have winning this game? I'm
0: taking the Broncos, man.
1: Mm, Lock of the week. James, what's your lock of the week? I'm
0: taking Titans over Giants this week.
1: Mm, Good choice. Lock of the week for me. I got the Ravens defeating the Jets. Upset of the week. James, What's your upset? Man, I'm
0: thinking the Jags over the Commanders.
1: That's a big, that's a bold prediction right there. Upset of the week for me. We're, the Lions play Philadelphia. The Lions are going to bite the Eagles kneecaps off. Lions <laughs> over Philly. Big. Go Detroit. And that is your week one. NFL. Picks. And there you have it.
0: God, <clears throat> what a great time. <coughs> Pick them, shoot one. Uh, again, Jake and I are you know, doing our usual bet. $20 for the whole entire season. Other games to look to. Uh, Panthers, Browns. Um, Baker being a Panther now. We'll
1: see how that goes. I think he goes off against the Browns. Thoughts? I hope so, because, I mean, uh, screw the Browns, sorry. Um, <laughs> screw the Browns. But this isn't an to podcast, so you might have to expect that once in a while. But we we try to limit it. Sorry. Right. I'm just excited right, football's right, right. back. Sorry. Yeah, football's back.
0: Football's
1: yeah. back. Yeah, football's, Football is freaking back.
0: It's freaking back, baby. Yeah, uh, Colts, Texans, um... Jonathan Taylor, that's all I'm going to say. Patriots-Dolphins. Kind of excited to see in a real game what Tua can do with Tyreek Hill and Julian Waddle. I do like um, the Dolphins' defense, but uh, them being favorite against the Patriots. Uh, But they are in Miami, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Saints and Falcons, another divisional matchup. Going to see Jameis this year seen a lot of dark horse mvp candidates michael thomas being back questionable for his first game but i think he should play um, and alvin kamara won't get to spend this year so he'll be playing the whole entire year up until the video gets released but we shall see another division matchup but big one still is worth the Bengals, um mitchell Trubisky winning that quarterback job uh in the steel city he'll get the start against josh joe sheisty joe and Jamar Chase, and that great punch of a running back, Joe Mixon, there in Cincinnati. Another divisional the matchup. We have a lot of divisional matchups to start the year. It's kind of crazy. Packers mm-hmm. uh, Vikings. Packers uh, uh, favorites in this game. Uh, new head coach in Minnesota as well.
1: Sean O'Connell, I think, right? O'Connell. Which um, can we talk about the Vikings for a second? I, go ahead, absolutely. I have to. I just have to bring this up. Um, not saying you were wrong because it's kind of, it was, it was, it was a bold prediction by me. But the Vikings did cut Kellen Mond. They did indeed. And I don't even know what team he's on, if he's on a team. Ah.
0: Uh, he got claimed by the Browns. Actually, I'm pretty sure. Got
1: that. claimed by, Oh, he's on the Browns now. Hmm. That's a smart move. Why not? Because um, Deshaun Watson might be in prison soon. But <clears> they actually cut Kellen <throat> Mond. What was your reaction when you when you saw that?
0: Yeah, no, I was I was like, wow, they really did it, hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Then also, and, I
0: immediately, yeah. and then I immediately sent it to you. I was like, oh, Jake like legit, send us on the podcast.
1: Yeah, like, then he legit said it. Yeah. Then also the Niners and Trey Sermon.
0: Crazy. We didn't talk about that. Oh my God. Yeah. Now he's, a. I uh, I think he got in by the Eagles.
1: Um, yeah. You said there's no, you're like, I don't think so. Then after one week you're like, yeah, I can kind of see your point. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we had a change of heart. I think I the yes. podcast
0: in, yeah. I was like, yeah, he hasn't done jack shit, but Which, it's just crazy to think that, yeah. you know, um, he's the best, he's the, he's been the best back. Oh, training camp. And yeah, it no. doesn't mean anymore. No. It doesn't mean anything. Bullshit. Doesn't
1: mean anything. It was just it was um. incredible to watch Jordan Mason and side by side of Trey Sermon. Jordan Mason was like <laughs> it was just like a it was a different player. Like Trey Jor, Jordan Mason knew exactly what to do. Trey Sermon was like, I don't know what to do. Jordan Mason was like screw it, running straight down. And that's what he did. Yeah.
0: No, no, he's just that guy. He made the team you love to see it. Um Raiders Chargers. Another big divisional game. yeah. Uh, but yeah, and we already talked about, uh, we already picked the Bucks, Cowboys, and Broncos, Seahawks. But God, what a what a great slate of games, week one. But I have something Saints. to say
1: about the Raiders, too.
0: Say that one more time?
1: The Raiders, do you want to know the Raiders' last five NFL first-round draft picks were?
0: <sighs> so bad.
1: Here's the list. Clendon Farrell. Not great. Not good at particularly anything, really. Um, On his career, he has eight sacks. That's not good. Nope. This pick is actually not terrible, but it was kind of bad uh, value-wise. The running back, Josh Jacobs... Who has one Pro Bowl appearance in his career out of Alabama, and he averaged 4.2 yards per carry in his career. And he's missed some time due to injury. And drafting a running back in the first round just you don't you just don't do that anymore. You know, he's, only, he's only missed about seven games in his career, which for a running back not terrible, but not worth a first round pick. I don't believe. Um, then Jonathan Abrams, who I don't even Thanks. know is on the team anymore, is he?
0: I think he's still there.
1: Yeah, he's still there. He has a combined. He had 116 tackles last year, which isn't bad. But he was a. He's kind of like you know the safeties that are like. Not built for the modern game. Right, that's what he kind of reminds me of. So he's he not an all not a Pro Bowler. But end of the first round, you can. That's fine. I mean, it's not. He's a starter for a team. He plays a good percentage of the snaps, so that's not terrible. So the twenty nineteen draft, what would you give that out of a grade wise?
0: I mean, when you don't pick up any of their fifth year options, it's a huge telling sign. But I mean, it would, it's it's new head coach, new GM. So I mean, it makes sense. Yes. Uh, now, I mean the best player out of them all is Josh Jacobs for sure.
1: Yeah, and this is only first-round picks because they had yeah. Hunter Renfro, who's one of the best re- slot receivers in the NFL. So that's a good pick. Just strictly first-round picks under John Gruden and Mike Mayock, it could be the worst stretch in NFL history. Well, <laughs> one of the worst stretches. I think Matt Millen had the worst one, but this one could be this one's damn close. So 2019. What's your grade?
0: I'm probably gonna give a C minus.
1: C minus. Okay. 2020 now now this disaster of a class Henry Ruggs picked number 12 not good you know he you know he's in trouble for what he did Damien Arnett picked in the first round again got released because he got in trouble is I think currently in jail so that grade is probably that I say that that's an F grade don't you agree easily an F grade yes 2021 Alex Leatherwood cut after one season.
0: Yikes. a huge yikes.
1: So, take that all together. One pro bowler out of, uh, what, six picks. Two people in prison are going to be in prison and one murderer. It's never good when you have the same amount of murderers as pro bowlers in a draft with at any point in time. So Mike Mayock and John Green, that's why they're fired and that's why this new this new people who've are going to be pretty good, I believe, because they know what they're doing, kind of. We shall see. Right now they know what they're doing, but we shall see later on.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there it is. Talk about the, uh, all the games, pretty much. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of fantasy here, just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, just a lot of things. That's week one, right? I mean, everyone's just going to play whoever they drafted. Uh, throughout the season, we'll have a little bit better analysis of who they're playing and whatnot. Half the season is trending for them. Uh, but in my opinion, a couple of the must starts in here. Uh, I did indeed stack uh, these two uh, in a draft. <clears throat> so I will go ahead and say Russell Wilson and uh, Colin Sutton against Seattle. Again, Russell Wilson go up against his former team. Why not go ahead and light them up? Um, and then Corlin Sutton, uh, what I've heard in the offseason, is Russell Wilson's go-to guy, especially when he's scrambling. I uh, seem to find something to get the ball to Sutton. Um, you gave this one Jake Austin Eckler against the Raiders. He's done a great job against the Raiders mm-hmm. in recent memory. Um, Austin Eckler going really, I mean, third overall in the draft if you're doing it right for the most part and or uh, doing auction-wise should be a guy you should be going after for sure. Uh, Raiders, couple seasons aside from Max Crosby, have been great defensive-wise. Uh, Eckler being a great pass-catching bag and a runner in and outside of the tackles. Um, should have a great game against them, and then tight end wise, I went ahead and chose Kyle Pitts against the Wolves. Uh, tr- uh, are without now traded away uh, the say uh, the cornerback I forget his fucking name, man.
1: For who?
0: The, the New Orleans Saints.
1: Uh, Genius Winston.
0: No, the, the cornerback, not the quarterback. Oh. Excuse me.
1: Uh, Marshall Lattimore. The oh no, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson
0: there you go yes uh, without him good, now, good move uh, by the Eagles go. Eagles going to pretty great, great move by the Eagles great move by the Eagles um should open up the secondary there uh, before Kyle Pitts lining up not only on the line but in the slot um out wide right um must sits <laughs> must sits for week one um Justin Fields versus the 49ers yep nice uh David yes. Montgomery versus the 49ers hmm um Darnell Moody versus the 49ers hmm. hmm and Cole Komet versus the 49ers
1: hmm there's a real, I, I see a I see a pattern really
0: I don't see one I wonder why we chose all why. of those guys against the Niners uh, not the sit um you know, if you're listening to this give us our money now
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's kind of a shame for them they suck
0: yeah kind of a shame yeah. um but yeah um, hey it's week one Really, a loss to the season this early isn't going to mean much. It's but, really how you really respond
1: I don't want to going lose
0: forward uh, in fantasy. But you will see a tweet from me once I'm down bad that I hate fantasy football week one. But yeah, that's just how it goes. Um, Jake, you have a fun
1: fact for us? I do have a fun fact. I actually have two because you didn't like this one. But some people might not know it. Fun fact, though. Larry Fitzgerald, 17-year career. He had more tackles than drops in his career.
0: Really, I didn't know that. Oh my god, that's, that's news crazy! To me.
1: Also, he's only missed—he only missed three training camp practices in his whole entire career. Two for child, two for his child's births, and one because he was sick.
0: Who said so that? Hold on, say that one more time.
1: In his seventeen career, he missed. Only three days of practice and training camp. Two days because his kids were born, and one day because he was sick.
0: That's actually ridiculous. Yes. Iron Man award for sure.
1: Absolutely. He's one of the best players ever.
0: Absolutely. Well, Jake? (sighs)
1: Smell that? I smell it all right.
0: Thank you for listening to the BA Podcast, right. your host James with Jake. Episode 167. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the BA Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BA Uncharted Podcast 1. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify and on SoundCloud. And don't forget to subscribe to us on the
1: podcast app. Yeah, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review. Unsubscribe, subscribe if the times to get the system. Electric us have Been in the industry for the past almost five years. we to worldwide. We always take to podcast sports rec- recreation. As you know, we shoot from the start stars here being podcasts. Let's get this Podcast worldwide. That yeah, we give you five. Also, new article out right now. I won't. I'll tell you the title of it. It's uh this this overlooked 49ers pass rusher is looking to break out. Brand new article just posted about 29 minutes ago. He's often overlooked. When you're talking about the Niners pass rush, he doesn't come up that often. However, of a strong end of 2021, he's looking to break out in 2022. Go read that article. Go read all the articles there at NinersEmpire.com. Send it to your friends, family, all that stuff. Your girlfriend, boyfriend, all that stuff, too. Your dog, too, if they, he can read. But, yes, that's our end that episode. James?
0: Fuck Dylan Brooks.
1: Fuck Dylan Brooks. Bye.
0: Bye, Niners.